It's been a long time away. Now we're back here to stay. Back where we belong. Country racing strong. From Victoria's racing heartland, this is the only program dedicated to Victorian country racing. It's got it all. Welcome to the Country Racing Show. It's got it all. And hello to you, Maggie Payne. Hello, Gareth. How are you going? Good, thank you. Unfortunately, no crowds at Swan Hill, but still looking forward to their three-day carnival starting tomorrow. And John Butcher's not far away. He's the grandson of Collie Butcher, who at the age of 91, trained a winner there at sale yesterday. So looking forward to that chat with John. But first of all, our trivia question for the Country Racing Show uh, today. Oh, our trivia question is uh, centred around the Swan Hill Carnival, which will host the Golden Topaz tomorrow, the sprint race. And in Kiva, who's in a bit of form for the Simon Wild team again, he won the Golden Topaz in 2018. Who was the jockey who rode innkeeper in the 2018 Golden Topaz? Okay, you know the drill. First person with the correct answer will be winning a $50 Country Racing Victoria voucher. 0416 90 50 52 is the number to send that answer on. Just send us a message. It's now time to spin a yarn on the Country Racing Show here on RSN Central on this Thursday. The people at the grassroots of racing. We're spinning a yarn on the Country Racing Show. Mount Sanchabong has hit the front. The bullet two lengths away, running on strongly with the Ronan Dreams. They're both going after the leader. And further back, Raid the Bar. Mount Sanchabong in front of the Ronan Dreams. And on the outside, trying hard to bullet. It's Mount Sanchabong packing plenty of power with 50 metres left to run. And Mount Sanchabong draws away near the post. One at two lengths to the Ronan Dreams to bullet. So Mount Sanchabong is trained by Collie Butcher, who is 91 years of age. Training winner still on his home track at sale. And this is... Why stories like Collie Butcher that racing is such a beautiful game. This is why the sport is so great. And Collie's grandson, John Butcher, joins us. We know John, he used to play for Port Adelaide, he's a premiership player recently at the Mafra Football Club, and he joins us now on the country racing show here on RSN Central. Hello to you, John, and thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, g'day, Gareth. Thanks for having me on. And they tell me you're a part owner as well, is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm part on a few different horses, but um, been involved with uh, a few of pars along the way as well. And obviously, my interest in horse racing stems from um, Nana and Pa and going to the track back in the days. Um, as soon as I could sort of walk, I was over at the track with Pa and helping out as much as I could. So um, I love it. But the story yesterday is just amazing. As you said, racing's a wonderful game, and, and Pa's story is a, a wonderful little story. And Johnny got his trainer's licence in 1948, uh, so all before we were born. And, you know, he avoided the camera yesterday, but you must have been so proud of him. And he looks fit as fit as a fiddle at, he, um, at 91. Oh, the whole family is so proud, and um, he's a hero to us all. His grandkids, his, his own kids, and now his uh, great-grandkids as well, who still runs around with them and helps the babysit. So, yeah, the story is amazing. He, got the, he was born in 1930, the year Farlap won the Cup, so um, he was always destined, in a way, to uh, be involved with the races. He got his licence in 1948, um, 18 years old, um, and from there he's just, well, even before then he was, Riding horses for Jim Coonahan, who was a trainer in Bensdale. At the time, they were milking cows in the morning. Pa was helping milk cows and riding the racehorses around, chasing chasing the uh, the dairy cows. And then 
that was a sad day, and then the horses run on a Sunday after um, pruning cows um, all day the day before. So obviously the training techniques have changed a lot. But yeah, he's been in the game a long, long time, and and still training winners at 91. Like I'm not sure who the oldest trainer um, is in Australia, but I don't think there would be many that are as hands-on as past Hill is at that age. And yeah, it's just a testament to to, to him and and yeah, his love of horses. What did he say to you, John, after the race? Oh, he was, he was so happy. I, I gave him a call last night. I gave him a text message straight after the race and gave him a call last night. And even Mount Santibong is a wonderful story. He's um, Obviously, he's had to evolve. Racing's changed so much and the world, in a way, has changed so much in his 91 years. So a lot of, everything's gone electronic and he's had to evolve and he's learned how to use a mobile phone to obviously book jockeys and stuff like that. He's learned how to use the internet and a computer to nominate horses and accept and... Um, gear changes and all that. So the story of Mount Dantabong, he actually um, purchased it himself. Um, usually he gets a little bit of help with uh, my uncle, his son, Jeff, and my cousin, Brent, who are heavily involved now as well and help out where they can. But he actually purchased the horse himself online and um, he put in a bid, um, tried racehorse, it might have been bloodstock.com or an English sale, something like that. He put in the bid for 3000 and and he left, went over the stables, left the computer alone, went to the stables and the phone rang and... Um, Nana, who's Margot, his wife of 66 years, I think it is, answered the phone and it was uh, the agent and they're saying, Collie's purchased a horse, can you guys settle the bill? And that was a challenge in itself. He had to learn how to uh, pay online for, for the new horse. But um, it obviously all worked out. And, um, yeah, yesterday was an amazing moment for him. He's purchased a sort for 3000 Obviously, taken a while to get the first win, but it's one on the home course and well and truly paid for itself and he's over the moon. No, it's definitely paying for itself with that win uh, yesterday. And at its home track, obviously you're a country boy. John, it must have been special to, um, you know, get the win at his home track and I'm sure the local trainers would have got around him too. Oh, 100%. All the local trainers, as I said, I used to um, love going to the track. Um, when I was over in Victoria growing up, school holidays, any time I could, I'd be over the track helping out. And the trainers, um, he gets along great with all the local sale trainers and he said last night, the, the, the amount of messages and phone calls and pats on the back of the races, unfortunately, with obviously the COVID at the minute, none of the other family can sort of be on, on track site to watch out, uh, to watch the race. But, yeah, the amount of support he, he gets is amazing. But the story should be celebrated mm. in racing. And like I said, we're so proud of him to be involved in racing that long. And the horses just responded. He, he loves the horses. He spends all day with his horses and... If there's problems, he'll spend all night in the stables with them as well. Keeps him young, it sounds like, Johnny. And what about, what makes your pa, Collie Butcher, so remarkable? And it sounds like Margot's remarkable as well. Yeah, I think Nana is the secret to his success in a way. I think it's the three hot meals a day, the brekkie lunch and dinner, <laughs> the home-cooked meals and the, and the, the sponge cakes and all, all the baking she's done. As I said, they've been together or married for 66 years and grew up together. So um, I think Pa says she's the little apprentice in the background that helps out. And um, she used to um, be on track every race day as well when the horse is in and, and cart the gear over at track work and stuff like that as well. Um, she slowed down a little bit, but I spoke to Nana actually first after the race yesterday and she was at home watching on TV and she said she would have, the neighbours probably a kilometre up the road would have heard her screaming down the straight. And she, um, she had tears. She said she broke into some tears. But she's incredibly proud as well of what Pa's done. Like 
yeah, it's just an amazing story for how hands-on he is um, and how he's evolved along the way um, with the changes and how he can compete with the biggest stables. Like, first thing Pa said last night, he's, in his own words, was the poor little bugger in reference to the horses come home and the, the rain's hit and he's um, in mud up to his knees after that win. So there's, there's no... Um, sort of sheltered stables and, and concrete stables and stuff like that. Um, but he does it his own way and yeah, he's still competing. So, yeah, we're all, like I said, we're so proud of him and, yeah, he's a hero to many people. And I think you raise a good point, John. You know, he got this as a tried horse off Patrick Payne, trying to improve it and win a couple of races and it's not easy to do. So I guess once you get that reward, it's, it's all worth it and uh, makes getting up every morning worth it. Yeah, 100%. He, he obviously, these days, he just... Um, has one or two at a time. He's downgraded the truck to a float, so he can only cart two across to the track. He's only got the one in work right now and another one called the Bounty that's um, in the paddock spelling. But, yeah, it's all tried horses now. It's a little bit hard to, to go for the yearlings. He, he did that back in the day. He, he's actually... He started... For, um, his first horse was a horse called Texas Star, I think, about 1948 when he first got his licence. Um, a little mare that... His words, again, she was very slow, but... She produced a couple of horses, one by the name of Lasswood Lad, um, who won the 1957 Moe Cup, um, probably one of his biggest winners and best memories. So his first horse is the, the mother of Lasswood Lad. Um, actually, a little goodbye, little by story there is Albie King rode Lasswood Lad that day at Moe, and I think a couple of months ago, some 64 years later, Lockie King, the grandson of, uh, of Albie, rode one of Pa's horses. So that was... Yeah, it's just amazing that there's obviously been three generation of King Jockeys, Albie, Stephen and Lockie, and they've all been around and Pa's sort of trained right through. So yeah, that was a good little story as well. It's a son story, John. There's no doubt about that. And you've, and you've got a few footy mates in this horse as well that won yesterday in, in Mount San uh, Not in Mount San So I've, I've um, in a syndicate with a few mates. Um, yeah. We've got some racehorses over here in in Adelaide and uh, with the Travis Dowdle stable. So we've yep. got one running on Saturday. And Nana's actually um, involved in a couple with us as well, which is fantastic. She loves the horses. So, uh, yeah, we've got one called Not Usual Glorious that Nana and myself and a few of the footy boys over here are part owners of running at Morfittville, um race eight on Saturday. So um, hope, hopefully the success for the, uh, the butcher name can, can keep running. And, and Johnny, what about... Yeah, your time there at Mafra. They tell me you went back and won the flag in 2019. Um, was Collie there on the sidelines cheering you on and, and your father coached that that team there in 2019 that won the flag? How how was that heading back home? 100% Collie was there and he yeah. and Nana have always been. Um, my dad, um, Wayne, number one supporter, and then myself and Danny, um, my brother, who's so played in that flag, they've been our number one supporters right through our junior sporting days and followed our, our footy everywhere. And the only thing that will stop Pa from being at the footy is obviously the races. So if they clash, but um, I think none of, the, none of these days definitely choose the footy over the races. <laughs> um, they're amazing and they're um, on the sidelines. And yeah, that 2019 Premiership where Dad was able to coach and, and me and Danny were able to play under 
under him for the first time in senior footy and, and Nana and Pa on the sidelines and the rest of the family. That was, a, yeah, a very, very special moment. Ripper's story. This is from Winkers on the text message line, John. Hey, Gareth, great job by John Butcher's grandfather yesterday. Could you ask John about the win on Nightcliff or the win of Nightcliff in the Northern Territory Football League Grand Final? It was the most amazing grand final finish to a game I've ever seen. Yeah, mate. So me and Danny, my brother, have been lucky enough to play a little bit of footy. Footy um, is a wonderful game as well. We say racing is a wonderful thing. Footy's taken us all around Australia as well in different aspects. So we lucky enough to play for Nightcliff up in Darwin who play in the off-season. So they play over summer, which is their wet season. Um, play for a team called Nightcliff the last three years and we've managed to win the last three premierships up there. But um, Winkers there was talking about last year... Um, well, actually, it was this year in March. We won the flag. Uh, we were down by about three goals with three minutes to go, and we managed to kick, yeah, three goals. And um, we kicked the last goal with six seconds to go, I think it was, which evened the game and, and took it to overtime. And then we were lucky enough to come out on top after uh, 10 minutes of overtime and, and win our third on the trot. So, yeah, everyone up in Darwin says it's probably the best NTFL grand final ever played. You're a star, John. Great story, and you, you've you've spoken so well about your your grandfather or your pa, Colin Butcher, who produced a remarkable story there yesterday at Sale when Mount Sanchebong tasted success there in that first race, and his training winners at 91 years of age. That's what, as I said at the top, that's what racing's about. Love your passion for the game, mate, and thanks for joining us here on the Country Racing Show on RSN Central. And good luck this weekend with the horses. No, thanks, mate. thanks for having me on, and I'm sure it won't be Pa's uh, last winner, that's for no, sure. What a legend. Thanks for that, John, and uh, that's why we love racing, Maggie Payne. Yeah, we certainly do. You can hear the passion in John's voice yeah. as well, but I also love that it's a big family effort from the Butcher team and even uh, Colin's wife, Margot, so it's... Uh, no, it's a great story and, you know, that's why we love what we do and that's why we get up every morning too, Gareth, because we love these stories and we love listening to them and, and watching the true unsung heroes of the support the sport succeed. Yep, 100%. Swan Hill, unfortunately, we can't get there this weekend, but it's a, it's one of the great carnivals in, in regional Australia and it starts off tomorrow with a couple of $100,000 races there, Maggie. Yeah, and that's one thing the club, I guess, one good thing is they've been able to keep the three days last year. It was obviously condensed to the one day. So uh, tomorrow we're kicking it off and it's going to be a, tr- a great day of racing there uh, with the $100,000 Golden Topaz, as we mentioned at the top, and also the Elstrom Classic for the two-year-olds. Yep. It's also worth 100000 So I know a lot of trainers target this race. For those later two-year-olds trying to collect a bit of prize money tomorrow up at Swan Hill. We have the competition. Cup as well on the Saturday, the big one, the Swan Hill Cup on the Sunday, along with the drought breaker. Now, you were in Swan Hill a couple of weeks ago. Surely you heard a whisper. Maybe you've got a special for us, Maggie. <laughs> the thing is, there's too many whispers. Uh, I think everyone's worked out got one for us, Maggie. Well, acceptances have only just come out, and there was uh, over 400 nominations for the Sunday, so I'm going to have to go through a bit of form. But okay. I think it's one local trainer that's in a lot of form. Obviously, you've got to follow Oski Coffey and uh, Nathan Hobson Stable and even Jane Barker, Baker. But Con Kelly's been in a bit of form. Uh, he's got Spanish schnitzel, I think, going around tomorrow. So he's one to follow. Um, I think he's a trainer in form, and he's been getting a few winners lately. But... Uh, Looking forward to a three days of racing where I'll be sitting on the couch betting most of it. And the Apsley Cups on Sunday as well. Yeah, so Apsley uh, will be running at Eden Hope on Sunday. Unfortunately, they're unable to have any crowds 
um, either. So they'll not be able to welcome anyone, but the Cup will still go ahead, which is exciting for the club. And they've also got together a pretty good Cup field. So a lot of those second stringers are going around. And I think Linda Meach is on, uh, she's making obviously a return to race riding and um, she's on a good chance for Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace in the Eden Hope Cup on Sunday. And one of the Glenn Tyler, Linda Meach was the correct dancer for our trivia question today to win that voucher the $50 voucher, thanks to Country Racing Victoria. So Linda Meach Road, innkeeper in that golden topaz back in 2018. Maggie, you're a star. Your story this week, um, Dean Lester was superb, but Harry Coffey, I know there was a great documentary back in 2016, but a lot has happened since then. Thanks for that, Maggie. Appreciate your time as, as well. Thanks, Gareth.